It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. Okay, so we want to throw out a different kind of idea, something that we've done, been doing for years and it's not going to be some crazy kind of new epiphany, but for us it kind of was. It's a, it's a way that as youth leaders, or anyone in ministry, but primarily youth leaders, we can gauge success in our ministry, or at minimum, progress, mm-hmm. right? And so we're, we've, uh, like many of you, Guys, we've uh, over the years used the traditional attendance, baptisms, salvations, mission trips, and use all kinds of metrics you can use to try to gauge is my ministry being effective? Like, how do you do that? Um, and so, for us, uh, what we've done over the years is we've we've had this kind of aha moment that the one some something simple that we've overlooked that has been so significant to developing and cultivating influence is meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, And we've put together a guide, a downloadable guide that has this in, in a little bit more detail. But what if there's an alternate way to really measure our success in student ministry and it's simpler than we think it is? Yeah. I mean, practically, I think it kind of looks like this, right? Like down on Wall Street, the people that are trading for a living have to trade stocks. The metrics are like, how much did you make this month? It's in and out. You know, is there movement? But the guys who are really winning, you know, the Warren Buffetts and the Phil Towns, they're playing by a totally different metric. Mm -hmm. You know, they're looking at value over the long term. And I think that's what meaningful conversations kind of look like. Mm -hmm. You know, we've We've learned over time, like baptismal, like baptisms, mission trips, like attendance, mm-hmm. but that's not really an actual metric. That's, that's easy, mm-hmm. you know, just easy to, to measure. What about something deeper? Yeah. So I think we have to, we have to agree, though, if this is going to, if this is a philosophy you're going to buy into, um, that uh, discipleship occurs pre-salvation and extends post-salvation. Mm-hmm. In other words, the minute that you meet somebody, you have a level of potential influence over them, and especially a teen. And so so the discipleship journey is beginning, for you at least, as the leader, and, and you're, you're trying to create some relational bandwidth there. And one of the best ways to do it is through um, cutting through the fluff and getting straight to, as quickly as you can anyway, a meaningful conversation. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I decided a long time ago that's what I would do. I would identify where students are at, mm-hmm. figure out what their next step is, and then figure out how I can walk alongside them to take that. Mm-hmm. And so I drew this timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, think back to like math, those old times. Like you have zero in the center, mm-hmm. like that is justification. And then you have before zero and after zero. Like if zero is the cross, we don't just want to walk students to the cross, we want to walk them after the cross. Right. They're all along that timeline somewhere. And so it's figuring out where they're at in the next step. Um, meaningful conversation might just be taking them from negative two 
to negative one. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be taking them from six to seven. Like it, it could be anywhere along that line. It's how do we move them forward? Yeah. And before we get into describing what a meaningful conversation is, or at least our definition of it, um, which is which is measurable. I want to add to what you just said, Zach, because that is the the I think the the other paradigm shift that that needs to occur here is is that we we realize that we live in the digital age. We're all noticing it. We're all doing some things about it, but we've been trained to think of youth ministry as a time from middle school to high school where we have a window of influence, and we need to think way bigger than that. Our window of influence begins at middle school or high school, but it does not close when they leave the church or high school. Because of social media, because of Facebook, Instagram, and everything like that, our influence and our connection to the people we're discipling will go on for the rest of our lives if we want them to. No, I just got to graduate them, get them out there. If they're Christians when they leave... Then, then I'm good. I'm off the hook, right? Yeah, right, and that's and then we yeah. just don't even talk about the 90 percent of people that stop going to church after they go off to college or any of those really really scary statistics. Yeah, well, they can go through the motions in in middle school, high school, and it be, be really convincing, you know. And maybe God does really touch some of them, but he, I mean, the big picture here is as a youth leader, we're the beginning point. I mean, I guess children's ministry is technically the beginning point. But we, are, we enter in at a critical stage where we can build a relationship through meaningful conversations that will extend for the rest of their lives. We'll be, I mean, what, at what point in history could, a, could somebody who's discipling be able to track their disciples no matter where they go in the world and be caught up on everything that's happening in their lives in almost near real time? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And at a point when a teenager is learning to integrate everything that they know, like one of the most crucial times, this is becoming real to them. They're starting to form their own thoughts and their own identity and discover their purpose. And yeah, what an opportunity to step in. That's why these meaningful conversations are so important. Yeah, yeah. And so again, the paradigm shift, I think from... For, for a lot of us that needs to change, is that, no, you're not just a youth pastor trying to n- navigate teens spiritually through a, a small window of time, right? You're a youth pastor, and let's face the reality, who may be there six months, a year, 18 months. The turnover rate is still horrendous. But even if you're there three months, you can have a meaningful conversation with a student and build a relationship that could potentially last for the next 70 years. Mm-hmm. It could, because they're going to follow you, you're going to follow them online, you're going to stay connected if you're intentional about it, they're going to see what you're doing in your life, they're going to remember you maybe as that one cool youth leader, but depending on, again, your intentionality with meaningful conversations and how you stay connected, your influence on them transcends your current role. Yeah, lots of opportunities for meaningful yeah. conversations. So what do they look like? Here's how, it, here's how it flows. There's three parts, and we're going to go through them pretty quickly. Uh, you can download the guide for a little bit more information. So here, number one, a meaningful conversation has depth, okay? Depth. So that's the easiest part for us to try to get through and train our leaders to get through as well. And it really just is a shift from, you know, close-ended questions to more open-ended questions that are a little bit more probing. So instead of, 
hey, what's going on? How was your week? What was going on at school? You know, anything, you know, and you get good. the, yeah, good. It was good. Cool. It's a good week. Yeah. yeah and I'm sometimes okay. your, your extroverted kids go ramble on and, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what happened. Blah, 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 blah. That's cool. That was information, but it wasn't depth. Depth. Depth is going another level deeper where they have to process and share something um, that's a little bit more intimate or private. Mm-hmm. So a conversation or question could be something like, hey, tell me, tell me what was the most challenging part of your week? And then if they give you some... Like you asking me this question right now, yeah. most challenging part of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they might give you some sort of stupid answer. It was deciding whether I should eat pizzas or hamburgers for lunch. Like, push back. Yeah. Like, you know, no, seriously. Like, man, I had challenges this week. Here are my challenges. Open up and then let them open up. So seriously, what was, give me something that was honestly difficult. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When we run our program in schools, mm-hmm. this is what I, I train my volunteers to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I train them to say like, hey, how are you? But don't stop mm-hmm. there. Like ask them a second time. Once they give you the, I'm fine, like, or I'm doing good or it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Then ask them again, like, no, no, really. Like, how are you? Like, slow mm-hmm. them down and set the tone for this conversation yep. and go deeper with them. And then, too, I'll ask them that same question. Like, hey, what's your biggest pain point in life? Like, what makes mm-hmm. you the most frustrated right now? Mm-hmm. And I ask my volunteers in front of my students, and they all answer. So the volunteers get to model it. And uh, I think this is something we really even kind of stink at as adults. Oh, yeah. Like, this totally. might be good for your marriage. It's good totally. for your students. It's good all across the board. Yeah. And I know... I are too busy. I'm terrible at it. My wife tells me all the time, tell me a story. I'm like, what? I don't, I, what do you want me to say? What she's really asking is, I want depth, right? Let's go there. Tell, let's reflect back together. Let's, let's reminisce. Let's go a layer deeper. And uh, yeah, we suck at that as adults. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so depth. Get to depth as quickly as you can. So what are, another question. What yeah. are some things you're passionate about lately? You know, tell, talk to me about that. What are some things that are irking you, driving you crazy? Those are great questions to ask teens. You know, tell them about something that, you know, you were looking into. I, I was reading about mental health crisis in schools and how one in five teens are suffering from depression. I think that's crazy. Do you, what do you think about that? Do you have friends um, or have you ever struggled with depression? Uh, because I just have this on my mind and I wanted to like ask some teens opinions on this depth. Yeah, right? it's great. Yeah, it's it's I care about what's going on in your life at a deeper level. So once you've gotten there, right? Sometimes the way I have to phrase those questions yeah. is like, hey, what do your friends think about? And then they're, they they feel comfortable being a little mm-hmm. more vulnerable mm-hmm. and honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, Walking them to that place of depth. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, one thing I'll, one more thing I'll throw out there. You got um, one more thing. I'm one more thing. You got one more thing. No, no, I got one more. On right. top. Okay. So, uh, there's actually studies have shown that when you're having conversations, um, at, at these deeper levels, they trigger positive emotional states of mind within, uh, the people that you're having those conversations with. Right. And so there's, there's something that God is hardwired into us. That is that is designed to come alive when we go to these deeper places. And if teens can associate those positive emotions and depth with church, that's huge. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's huge. So anyway, uh, but there's links to that in, in the guide. You can check that out yourself. Number two, meaningful conversations aren't just deep, but they're significant. Right? You can have a deep conversation about something that a student honestly doesn't care about, and it's not significant to them. Therefore, it's not memorable. The significant piece means that the conversation can be significant, and it doesn't have to have spiritual significance right let's think about that for a minute but but my job i'm measured by spiritual conversations but we we are trained to think that if a conversation doesn't lead to something spiritual or have a spiritual analogy or can lead to jesus in some way that it was not meaningful or whatever that's dumb so a meaningful conversation is significant when it has anything to do with something that person cares deeply about, what's going on in their personal life, what's happening at school, what's happening at home, um, and just let it flow naturally. Yeah, so. yeah, they care about it. Jesus cares about them. Jesus cares about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm convinced that every conversation can be a spiritual conversation. Yes. Literally every week on Sunday mornings, I'll grab some random item out of the closet and we'll try and like tie it back to you know, faith and church. What, what does this have to do with anything? Yeah. Well, at a base level, nothing. Yeah. But like being led by the Spirit, it could be everything. Yeah. And so phones and Fortnite are some of my biggest conversation starters. Yeah. We're so hungry to just like, oh, we got to teach them about Jesus. You need to know Jesus that we're, we're forcing these awkward kind of, they, the kids don't care. If they're coming to you and they're asking and they're going at a deeper level, they're, they're not necessarily inviting you to give them spiritual scripture and answers to everything, sometimes the best way to respond um, is to not say anything at all, but just empathize. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, that sounds really difficult. You don't critique, you don't judge, you don't try to solve a problem. You're just there with them in that moment. Like, I I see you, I understand, I can see how that would be difficult. And man, wow. Wow. So what do you think you're going to do about that, you know? You just opened up and shared something real deep. What's what do you think you should do? You know, you're you're there to listen, you're there to guide, but it's not always a Sunday school lesson. That's good. Um, so, uh, and uh, once we once we get to a point where we're we know we're looking to have meaningful conversations, we want them to be deep, we want them to be significant. Here's the last part: in order to complete it, to really have a meaningful conversation that sticks. And is building relationship, it requires a follow-up. And it's really just common sense, right? If, Zach, you open up to me and you're telling me about your horrendous week and how it's going to spill over to next week and you're, you really got a lot of anxiety about it, you're not sure what you're going to do, and I just, I just opened up that door with you and I did not follow up with you, about it because maybe you didn't come to youth ministry next week or maybe we didn't see each other or talk and I just left it. That's almost the most uncaring thing I can do because it says that the conversation we initially had really didn't matter to me as I was doing it because I'm trying to get to, I'm, I'm trying, I don't really care to follow up with you. I just want to maximize the hours I volunteered here as a youth leader and I'm trying to teach you Jesus as much as I can. But beyond this, I'm not really interested in following your life and being a part of it. 
that's essentially what we communicate when we don't follow up after a meaningful conversation. Yeah, and I think on the reverse side of that is when you do follow up, when you do get in the world, it shows them that one, Jesus is useful, like Jesus is there for them, Jesus is personal, he's alive, he's active, and he's the consistent in an ever-changing world. Yeah. Right? Like, that's humongous. He's not just there on Sunday mornings, but he's there on Tuesday afternoons when you had that bad conversation with a girl because you're in eighth grade and they're all bad conversations. Mm -hmm. And so it's Tim Keller Keller quote that's rocking my world, and I've told you it like 10 times, is Jesus is okay being useful before he's okay being beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, it meets a practical need. And then I start to, man, why would he do that? Like, God really does care. Like, it starts me down... creates room in my heart Mm -hmm. to really understand those things Mm -hmm. when students are really trying to understand those things. That's good. Yeah. So there you have it. Three parts. Now, depth, significance, follow-up. And that's the hardest part is the follow-up, right? And if you can do it, though, man, if you can do it. If you can find a way to do it. Now, I'm talking about, like, simple spreadsheet tracking here. Maybe at the end of the night, right, you get your youth leaders together and or, or you send it out a Google Doc, right? Here's a list of the students in the ministry. Here are your youth leaders. Have them note who had meaningful conversations with who. Mark those down. And and the next week y'all get together, let's who had follow-ups? Who didn't have follow-ups, right? Who do I need to follow up with because someone forgot to follow up? Let's remember. We're in the digital age now. Not all these meaningful conversations and follow-ups have to be face-to-face. Mm-hmm. They should be through text. They should be through other vehicles. We should be that constant presence in their life, always accessible. And so, so that's a big that's a big part of it. And and I'll just throw this out math-wise, right? Um, so you have fifty-two weeks in a year. We don't have youth nights all of those weeks. And the average student attends how many of those, you uh, think? One out of two, we'll say. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's, yeah, let's be gracious and say they at- attend half, right? So 24 times they'll come to a youth night, maybe, right, in, in your youth ministry. Those are 24 potential opportunities to have meaningful conversations. Now, you and I have been at this a long time, and I can say that after 20 years in youth ministry— I have stayed in contact with so many youth and been a part of so many weddings and so many of the students that follow me currently on Facebook or that I've been a part of, I've only had a handful of meaningful conversations with them ever. Sometimes it only takes one to really make an impact in somebody's life. But if you can have up to 24 meaningful conversations and they come from a variety of different leaders— Wow, the bond and the the tether that that's there between the student and the ministry and the disciple and the you know is huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. So, what if that was a metric we honestly paid attention to, and intentionally tracked, and celebrated? Right. Our goal this month is to have. 40 meaningful conversations. Our goal this month is to have 120 meaningful conversations. Yeah, it's great that kids are coming. It's great that some got baptized, but we know that the meaningful conversations are that start. It's it's going to be the thing that's going to help us get these students 
where we where we want them, right? And that is to an understanding of who their creator is and why it matters. And it's all going to start with us paying attention to the small things that we so quickly overlook. So that's good. Any other thoughts? You got any other wisdom you want to throw out there today? No, man. I think that's it. I think yep. that's when it comes alive for leaders, and I think that's when it comes alive for students. Mm-hmm. It's like incarnational. It makes me think of the prayer storming podcast, but like in real time, like mm-hmm. as we're sitting here talking, like inviting the spirit in to do a work and then yep. thinking, okay, man, like how can I partner with that? How can I follow up? Mm-hmm. Always looking for opportunities to follow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ability to disciple and impact and lead students is greater than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So, Well, we have a link to this uh, guide here in the show notes. We definitely encourage you to go through it, look at it in more detail. Um, hit us up. You got any questions, ideas, thoughts? We'd love to hear from you. But man, we uh, we want to see your ministries growing out there. And so, if there's anything that we can do to help, y'all hit us up. For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.